This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey, everybody. It's Jonah. Just want to hop in real quick here. Alana and I talked to Dylan Farella, who is a hilarious meme, tweeter, Instagrammer. He basically Instagrams his tweets. They're very funny, relatable. You've probably seen them before. We talked to him today about what it means to be a fuckboy and the identity that comes with that. Uh, Stick around for the very end when one of us has a shocking realization. I mean that just the very, very end. And of course, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, we can answer your questions on the show. You could get a hat, a sweatshirt, a profile revamp, uh, or even join us on your personal dating advice texting thread. Anyway, this is the short intro because we did that thing where we talked for five minutes about nothing. Let's jump right into the episode. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome back for another episode of... Seeing other other people. people. (laughs) We'll get better, maybe. Probably not. Uh, One day. But one day. Welcome to episode two of Seeing Other People, the new uh, podcast project uh, spun off from Dating Sucks, in case you guys have heard that one. Uh, We have a very special guest today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to uh, talk fuckboyness with you guys on uh, your new podcast. And and let me. Let very me, fu- very fuckboy thing though. You did just rip a jewel or some sort of vape pen yeah. moments before your intro, which I think is important for the audience to know. 
<laughs> right. I was going to mention maybe cut out the uh, fuckboy jewel moments, but it's okay. You're, we'll it's all it. part of the character. Um, <laughs> so, Dylan, do you want to introduce yourself and, and who you are and how people might know you? Because they might not know your voice, but they have definitely seen your work. Sure. So I'm Dylan Farella, but you probably know me as D Farella on Twitter, on Instagram. If you've seen some smiley guy in a tuxedo tweeting about sex and food and um, depression, that's me. I um I'm a I love your tweets, man. I think I've you know I've seen them before, and, and, and lots of worlds collided when Alana brought you up, and then of course our mutual friend. Um, I want to, I mean, I have a, just a question because this episode is basically going to, we're going to talk about what it means to be a fuck boy. By the way, that applies to men and women. Fuck boy is um, not a gender specific term. It is a uh, way of life. <laughs> um, maybe we'll find that out. Yeah, there, uh, there are fuck boys, fuck girls, fuck people, fuck they, fuck them. Yes. Um, but for the purpose of this episode, we're just going to be using the term fuck boys, but we mean humans. Gender fuck neutral humans. fuck boys. Gender neutral sure. fuck yes. boys. And but I just got to ask a question just out of curiosity. Your, your, your output of creativity, I'm a filmmaker myself. And so your output of creativity is really, really awesome and impressive. Do you, will you just allocate maybe hours or days to coming up with a hundred different beats of what a tweet could be? And do you workshop them? Like just what is the process by which you are executing this? Yeah. So, you know, maybe something will come out of my mouth with a friend and they'll be like, that's a tweet. And I'll be like, not yet. And I'll jot something down. And then who knows, it's 1am and like the iron's hot and I'm just drafting up 10, 20 versions of this tweet. I'm like, how is this a joke? How is this a tweet? How is this a long form story? Um, so I do draft a lot and workshop a lot. Um, my drafts are probably um, my most private and sacred part of, of my phone. Will You're anyone ever see those ever? Uh, I think I'd show my DMs before I showed my drafts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so we now know the drafts are where that where should anyone get a hold of your phone, go immediately to the draft section. Um, Grab it, run, open the drafts. So all right, well, let's all go around and let's just quickly come up with a quick definition at the beginning of the episode of what we want to find a fuckboy is. Dylan, what what do you see as a fuckboy? What I see as a fuckboy is, you know, when it's used, I think it's used by someone who just got played or is hurt or just got the shit end of the stick in a relationship short term, probably. Um, and I, you know, I think it just gets chalked up to this guy was a fuck boy, um, kind of left me dry after having some meaningless sex. Uh, I think that's the most common, uh, common way to find a fuck boy. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of truth to that and we'll, we'll definitely get into it all later for me. I, I agree. I, I think it's someone who you have like high expectations for in a more serious way. And, and turns out like they were not on the same page and like maybe go out on a date or a few dates and um, end up hooking up with them. And then after that, they're like seemingly done with you for one reason or another and fuck boy. Um, I feel like fuckboy is because I've, I've thought about this quite a bit where it's like, what does it mean to be a fuckboy? Because everyone's got a heart. Everyone's got, you know, their, I mean, like you said, there's a description of your tweets. I just rolled or, my eyes. I just well, no. rolled my eyes. I Here's hope the thing. Knows D- that. You were saying that like your tweets <laughs> are like, no one has a heart. 
No, no, well, everyone has a heart, but it's like, I think fuck boys are basically people who um, over-prioritize themselves. That's like my broad blanket hypothesis. And I think we're going to figure out what some of that stuff is. Well, let me call something out because you over-prioritize yourself. Correct. <laughs> so are you, are you currently admitting, based on your definition, that you are a fuck boy? I have fuckboy tendencies. I'm not fully a fuckboy. Okay. Um, and I think, by the way, and I think we all do, and, and Dylan, I do want to you know, say, I want to get the audience clear. I feel like you as a human being, do you identify as a quote-unquote fuckboy or is your out external persona of, you know, D. Farella, is that someone sort of like an alter ego for you? Is that sort of like a, a mask? You know, uh, yeah, D. Farella is sort of just like the singles content that people like and that I put out there, I don't identify as a fuckboy because I don't think that's something to identify as. It's, you know, <laughs> I definitely have been a fuckboy before. Uh, I know what it's like to be one. I know what it's like to get fuckboyed <laughs> yes. by a girl. Um, I, you know, I think I, I understand the fuckboy, but I think uh, it's putting someone in a box to call them that. Totally agree. Um, yeah. I want to quickly highlight some of your, you know, just to set the stage for everybody, I want to highlight some of the great tweets that you've had. We have a couple here in our doc. Um, and, by, and by great tweets, we mean like D. Farella's most fuckboy-esque tweets. Funny. There could, I mean, it's comedic, right? It's, funny. It's, yeah. yeah. 1,000%. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. Here, here's the thing. Like with this episode, we're not trying to say like fuckboys are bad people in general. Like if anything, we're trying to destigmatize fuckboys and say like there's probably a fuckboy within all of us. Um so just putting that out there. Love that. Well, this is one that I really love. Brilliant work by you because all your tweets are so simple and specific somehow. Am I single? Sure. Am I available? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nope. That's, that's, that's a haiku. I mean, that is high level poetry that I think a lot of people can relate to. And as we saw some of our Instagram questions that we're going to get to, that very concept is the being single but first not being available is the root of fuckboyism. Yes, you're actually spot on right there. I mean, you're single, sure, but are you available? No. But you, are, <laughs> you, you are available, but maybe like not to the right person. Um, right. But yes. But, that are, would... but are you going to go around dating and, and acting like you're available until there are some expectations there? Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you go out dating... Um, with good intentions. So, um, do you know your most in, your most engaged with tweet? Just out of curiosity, do you know what got the most engagement? Um, yeah, I pulled it up, and as far as dating and single category tweets, I can tell you this one. Actually, I didn't think it was funny. I didn't write it to be funny. I just kind of tweeted it. Okay. But it's let's make out, have sex, cuddle, more sex, eat dinner, watch a movie, more sex. <laughs> Can aspirational. I say that yeah, that is that I mean that's very aspirational. And actually actually like the most anti-fuckboy. So your most popular tweet is something that is actually like a goal. That's like couples goals almost. It's, well, because it's what everybody actually wants, but right, right. for a million reasons they don't have. Right. It's totally, totally goals. And, you know, everyone wants a sex life, but everyone also wants, you know, the whole package. They want 
a relationship. So it's it's funny. I was like, why did this tweet do so well? But it, you know, thinking about it, it's just this balance of what we want, and if we could have it all, yeah. um, that's goals everyone can relate to. One of the best dates I've ever had, dates nights I've ever had with my ex girlfriend, and I, I don't, I've, I will never forget it. And this is, we, I was living in LA and we were like going through our ups and downs of any relationship, you know, particularly me liking her too much than her liking me, whatever. But we decided to like get back together one weekend and she came over and all we did was watch the Harry Potter movies, like almost all seven of them have sex. And then we ordered pizza and then we literally have sex and then eat pizza and then like watch Harry Potter. And it has stuck in my head as one of the more like magical nights of my life. Um, coupled with like the idea of getting back with your ex in a weird way. Uh, shout out Sarah if she is listening to this. Um, but uh, it, it, there is. Of course, some... her name is Sarah. Of course, it is. Yeah, Sarah. I mean, <laughs> she's about, she's, yeah, she's, we're, we both moved on, but I think it's okay to, you know, she, she'll like that call out. But um, I, uh, I figure, okay, so let's, let's do this. We got a definition from the Urban Dictionary um, for fuck boys. Um, well, here's the thing we have a few definitions. There are a few correct. definitions. I think they all are worth reading yeah. because they're all, they're, oh, they're all slightly different. So I want to know what we think is the most accurate definition. Um, I'll take the first one. Ready? Great. Yeah. All right. This one's long. Fuck boys do whatever they want whenever they want and don't care who they screw over while doing it. They lead girls on to believe that they are special and that they really care about them. And then they turn into horny douchebags that do whatever they can to get laid or even just to pick if they're in a relationship or not. Fuckboys are shallow dickheads. Warning, don't fall for a fuckboy because they will screw you over. Once a fuckboy, always a fuckboy. It sounds like whoever wrote this just got fuckboyed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that definition is giving fuckboys way too much credit. I don't think they're that calculated. Um, no. Yeah, it, it, I don't even think it's a very intentional thing. And that's way too much credit for a fuckboy. There is a guest we had on Dating Se- Dating Sucks season one who said something that like has always stuck with me about like men in general, where it's like men are not subtle, nor do they pick up on clues and hints. And that's true, I think. And I think, you know, I don't know any guy that's subtle about anything in terms of like the way he's engaging with a girl that he likes or a guy that he likes. But um, I've also never seen a guy who's ever actively picked up on hints. And so it's kind of like you hear a little bit of that in here. You hear the other side of it. You hear someone who's like upset that this person like just didn't see the same way they saw things, Um, which is, I don't know, which is interesting. I I, I see a big, big chunk one right here that I'll I'll go ahead and read too. This is a second definition. this is the longer one as well. So a boy who plays with girls' feelings and doesn't really like them and would say anything a girl wants to hear to have sex with them or to get something they want. Fuck boys know what girls want to hear, but they hurt so many girls. Once they are a fuck boy, they will always be a fuck boy. If you know a guy who is a fuck boy, don't fall for him. Similar. Usually fuck boys are cute. So yeah, you usually can tell if they're a fuck boy of how they dress and how they act. He is kind of like a player and hoe. I like that. He's a hoe. You know, I'd rather be called a hoe than a fuckboy. And I think it's actually way more accurate. Again, that's way too much credit for a fuckboy, um, but a little more accurate. By the way, that might be a tweet for you. I'd rather be called uh, a hoe than a fuckboy. Glad I'm glad this is all being recorded. Um then yeah what do you guys so i mean there the thing is there's a lot of that definition does lean on gender to the extent that they're probably acknowledging hoe is something that female you know i mean like 
oh, ho, you think women, you know, applies to that. That's, I got to cut that because that now, fuck my words. Again. I don't think women are hoes. I'm saying that you hear the word ho, you think you, that does culture says that ho and ladies are correlated, but can guys be hoes? Of course. Yes. Definitely. Just like how girls can be fuck boys. You know, fuck boy, I think is a word where guys can use, if, if guys wanted to like slander uh, a female, those words are, are a little, not very nice. So fuck boy is kind of gentle, but it's also like, you know, it's belonging to the female to use. Well, why? Here's, here's the thing. Why is fuck boy gentle? Because it's, it's layered in like a brand and culture where like you could buy a sweater that says fuck boy. And I think it's kind of like got the word boy in it, which also underlines this idea of immaturity and youth and um, childlike childlike demeanor um right i mean what do you guys think that i think that i'd be more insulted to just be called boy than yeah. to a fuck boy because you know fuck yeah. boy i'm like oh you, you know you didn't really like dive deep and like learn a lesson about whatever yeah. just went on but if you called me a boy i'd be insulted the um the i you know is there a double standard is my question is there a double standard wherein the we yes. got some we, well we got one, some de- no you know what i'm saying one thousand uh, percent because a girl with fuckboy tendencies is a slut oh i was Damn. gonna say a girl with fuckboy i was gonna say the the a girl with like the women who come to my mind who have fuckboy tendencies are considered like independent powerful prioritizing work and career women not slut. I wouldn't, I don't, and I don't think any, I don't know anyone who had ever, I think the slut, the word slut is out of our dictionary at this point. Like we all sleep around and that's knowledge and it's okay if you, maybe you don't, but I think a lot of us do sort of are comfortable with sex in that capacity. If you're a slut, good for you. Congrats. You know, like that's awesome. Um, but when I was thinking about it, we were preparing for this. I was like, okay, fuck boy. You look at that, you look at a guy who's a fuck boy. Oh, he smoke, you know, he smokes a jewel and he sleeps around. He doesn't care about people's feelings and he only cares about himself. And he wears like, you know, Yeezys. I don't even know what the fuck that would be anymore. He goes to the bungalow. By the <laughs> way, Dylan and I probably check out all those boxes together combined. <laughs> so, but then you think of, I think of some of the women who I know what the actual definition of fuck boy, in my opinion, again, as I said, is people who prioritize themselves. And I look at the people, the women who would have fuck boy tendencies, which is maybe sleep around a lot and don't care and keep moving. And I'm like, Oh, they're cause this is, they're fucking busy and crushing it. And they're like, you know, they want something and they, the, the, their want right now is not a relationship. And that's awesome. So is there, am I, maybe I'm wrong. Am I, is there a double standard? Or like, what do you, what do you think? Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, 
and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across, and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Yeah, I mean, women don't get called fuckboys, but it's not to say that they don't have those tendencies. Um, right. You know, I, I like to think if you're in a relationship, and I, I like to think, you know, if you're using the term fuckboy, it's a short-term relationship, at least at the time. Um, <laughs> if you find out someone's a fuckboy after a year, that's a, probably a larger problem. <laughs> um, but, you know, if girls have fuckboy tendencies that can hurt men and men yeah. aren't going to turn around and be like, just got fuckboyed. I, yeah. I, I was going to say, I like if a girl, like I'm trying to think of the last time that I felt as if I got quote unquote fuckboyed, AKA someone was like, you know, either we slept together or like led me on. Right. And I'm having trouble <laughs> remembering last time There's that was. Um, There's also one of the definitions on Urban Dictionary that we didn't cover is actually the one I think is the most accurate and maybe why it doesn't apply to women as much as men. But for me, it's someone who is only looking for a piece of ass to use and throw away. mm. And I think maybe more commonly, that's men. Not to say that it's not girls as well. um, Okay, you know what? I... That made me, that gave me uh, an exact person in my head that would be a girl fuckboy. That definition put that right into my head. Um, mm. Huh. Now I have so many thoughts going through. I find girls to be more straightforward. So a guy, hey, go on a first date, maybe a second date. I'm not feeling it, but let's go on a third date because like I want to get laid. Um, that's fuckboy. Girls, I find to be more straightforward where uh, if you're getting into something for, you know, just for fun, like there's going to like that's going to be on the table. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying girls will say that on the date. They'll, it'll be more on the table. Yeah. I yeah. mean, girls will be Not more straightforward. Say that, but like, yeah. So like a fuck, make it clear. Yeah. A fuck boy skated around that idea while a girl maybe like made it pretty clear, like what they want. Yeah, been, I think I've, that's that's really good to differentiate that. Jonah, what do you think? Well, I've been on two dates where like, and I don't consider them. I again, it's just like I went on two dates where like the girl was very clear about what she wanted in that time frame. So it was almost like, are we going to go back to your place and have sex? And I was like, whoa, that's the first time I heard that. I was like, we can do that. We can say like that. That's a that's a button in this you know on this app. <laughs> um, and but by the way it was a very healthy and awesome relationship because we were just kind of at the point where you know we both knew what we wanted um which is to say i'm you know i'm interested to get into our polling questions because a lot of people really want to know just why fuck boys do things that qualify as fuck boy things particularly to your definition dylan um someone who is looking for a piece of ass to use then throw away to use then throw away no one is actively seeking to use to fuck somebody and then hurt their feelings correct <laughs> no one sets out with that goal right so, so 
when some so the other counter to a piece of ass to use then throw away sounds as if someone's getting thrown away and somebody's moving on and what is that really stemming from and which is why the fuckboy conundrum, the fuckboy paradox is such a uh, deep one and why it's such a um, um, fleeting concept of fuckboyism. I'm just using big words now. I'm going to move on to what I think would be good, Alana, because I think, Alana, you polled your, your friends and they had some questions about this. Yes. So I posted on um, Instagram. I, I also have some questions of my own, but I posted yes. on my Instagram asking if if people could ask a fuck boy any question, what would it be? What do they want to know? Um, and we got a ton of questions that I think we all can can take a stab at answering. Um, number one, in all caps, what's with all the DM slides? Is that a fuck boy characteristic, a DM slide? It, I, I believe what's, it is. What's what's wrong with a DM? What is wrong with a DM slide, though? Okay, well, let me here. Let me follow it up with another question from the audience. Why do you slide into my DMs every day, but don't text? That's where I think the the, the fuckboyism comes in. Um, and I know I know you both are big DMers. So are you. Say so are with you. they, they fuckboy intention, but um, I know actually funny. Um, the first time Jonah and I ever interacted was when he slid into my DMs, though I didn't answer. What up? Um, what up? And then Dylan, we <laughs> DM'd for a while. So with that, I pass on. Well, Alana, you should answer. I want to hear your answer too, because you also have DM men on Instagram. No, I haven't. I've never reached out to someone. Get the fuck out of here. You've never sent a DM to a guy with the intention of going on a date with him? Not really. Not like out of the blue, out of nowhere. Yeah, I've sent you sent me screenshots of you like DMing like bachelor contestants. Like Oh yeah, but I didn't think they were I didn't think they were gonna actually answer, nor did they. And it was one. It was one time and it was Dean, okay? There we go. So first of all, your the tendency, the fuckboy kernel was in you. So like you had the thought. No, to- but but it had it was just my only way of of reaching out. It was me shooting my shot. There you go. Why did we de- why did people DM? It's the only way of reaching out. Now the texting thing is a good question. I'll let Dylan take that one first. Yeah, I mean I think DM is just a fine way to communicate. Like why not? We're probably on Instagram or whatever to, to begin with. Um but if you're talking to someone and you're texting them and then the next week they're not texting, but maybe they'll reply to your story. And like now you're getting demoted to the DMs and like mm. here you're seeing like fuckboy tendencies yeah. left and right just because this person's like playing games a little bit. So like yeah. you can play games in the DM, but like a DM slide is totally kosher. I agree. Yeah, I think once it moves from text to DMs, they're just keeping you around on the back burner. I would agree. I would say the DM is where you want to be because A, you're on Instagram probably more than you're just on your texting app. It's a more visual medium. There's more engagement opportunity. I think anytime, I mean, quick dating hack, dating can be overwhelming. You know, we're, we're all, you know, sometimes talking to multiple people when we're in the early stages. And I think one of the things that helps keep someone top of mind, just being real digitally is to engage on Instagram together because you're looking at their stories, you're seeing their posts, you're keeping up with their life. I can't tell you how many people like are in my mind on a daily basis because I follow them on Instagram, yet I have good friends that I haven't spoken to in like a month. So um, I to this person who asked that question, I think it's why do they slide into DMs every day but don't text? Because they like you more than than they could. Yeah, I you know, I, I think the DM, it's like, all right, we could connect over things, we could share things, you know, find more things in common. I don't really 
always believe if someone's like, hey, I'm a bad texter. Like, no, your phone's attached to your hand. Hmm, um, but yeah, the DMs could be a, a, a fun place. But if you're taking anyone seriously, like you're texting them and they're responsive. Yeah. Okay, ready? Going off of the, the taking something seriously, there was a question, why go on a date if you're not looking for something serious? Um, I, you know, is that a literal question? Like, you know, why would you go on dates? But I think if you're going on a date and it's like a formal date, you are looking for something serious. Oh, I don't know. I I'm actively not looking for something serious and I would still gladly go on a date with somebody. And you don't have, what are you not, are you not, get hurt. Are you wait, no, hold on. Are you but not allowed to go on? Are you not allowed hurt. to go on a date with somebody? Even if you don't, actively by the way looking for something serious sure if it strikes you and like you get fucking hit in the face with love by a pan a pan of love then yeah it's gonna all change but like i think oh we lost dylan i'm uh switching locations because their sun is just glaring oh uh, you're good <laughs> um i'm gonna keep going if you get hit in the face with a pan of love yes it's different but i really don't understand why this like i want I am not looking for something serious because I don't know how to do something serious right now. But of course that could all change if I meet the right person, but to only meet the right person, you have to go on that date. You have to take that risk. I'm not sitting down on a date. Well, with- hold on. Because I asked you this, I think like last week, cause you were like, I don't think I want something serious for like two more years. And I'm like, what? So you're, what happens if you like meet the one and you were like, still, I'm like, okay. So you're going to say, okay, you're the one I want to be with you, but BRB for two years. And you were like, I mean, yeah. Well, no, no. If you meet the one, you're going to figure out how to make it work. But meeting the one is such a, I mean, that's once in a lifetime. So it's like, it I, mean, I mean, you can't meet the one without going on dates. So like, yeah. even if you're not looking for something serious, there's only one way to find something serious. Not, exactly. not, not in a DM, but on a date. Exactly. Yeah, but- exactly how I feel. But, but no, I, I, but Alana, that's come on. Like, I think, why go on a date if you're not looking for every single person that goes on a date is looking for something serious? Can't you go on a date because you want to hang out and get to know the person and like, you know, just sort of suss it out and like be like, I'm not looking for something serious, but I'm looking to like get to know you, you know, like I don't like that's Yeah, but but let me just play devil's advocate because I've been it. in so many situations where we go on a date, we go on a few dates, suddenly like we're like eight, nine, ten dates in, and I'm like assuming that they at least like me, like we're hanging out, we're meeting each other's friends Absolutely. and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, like, where is this going? And they're like, well, I'm really not looking for something serious right now. And I'm like, what the fuck? If you meet the friends, I think that is a line that you cross where it's like, you get called the fuck boy that was on you. Yeah. I think like sex, meeting friends, that's stuff that's leading someone on um, and is in like that fuck boy area. Yeah. Also, also like, the I've, eight or nine gotten- is, is yeah. like, you're looking for something serious if you're going on eight or nine dates this person was saying if we why go on a date so right. i so to your point you i agree with you if you go on eight or nine dates you are showing signs of looking for something serious if you go on one date you're allowed to date even if you're not looking for something serious so that but what, are you be- just gonna go like one date with you, one date with you, one date with him, Fuck, one date with Alana, her. Alana, like- yeah, I guess like one or three dates. Like it's called date. Like I don't know. Like yeah, that's kind of it's kind of fucked up. But like I don't know. We're all a little messed up. So like maybe that's someone's truth. You know that, that they they're serial daters. We know them. You're a serial dater. No, I'm not. 
I'm just trying to find somebody. Yeah, serial dating is a real thing. And I, I find it's more, I find women have the upper hand with serial dating just because they can actually, you know, I know girls who go on dates like five nights a week. Wow. It would be pretty tough to find to, for me to like. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. yeah, five in a week. That's, that's That sounds like a nightmare. Are they happy? Um, you know, I think they actually end up finding someone within like two or three weeks, you know, 15 people. Right. You know. <laughs> They're making their, their life the bachelor. Yeah. yeah. What I am a fan of is this like concept of like, I think our parents' generation sort of did really well because they didn't have the burdens of technology or the advantage of technology. But I always hear about my parents and their dating stories. And like, you look at movies in the nineties and stuff and people would just sort of date somebody and you could talk once or twice a week. You go on weekend trips it lasted for maybe a couple weeks to months, but there was like these little baby flings that existed where it wasn't so ultimatum and figuring out what you were doing, whether it was not going to be something serious or whether it was going to be something serious. And I kind of missed that. I mean, it kind of, I think it's very different now just because technology, but like, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tangent, but, um, yeah, a lot of, what else were your, uh, did your, did, did we get pulled with? All right. Um, what is your intention with the first date? Is it sex or do you want a relationship? I think the intention with a first date is good company. Like, can I enjoy this person's company? Yes. Period. Like we don't have yeah. to kiss anything. Like, will I enjoy hanging out with you? Like, will yes. I enjoy eating a meal with you? Um, period. Like, you know, if you're looking for something serious or looking for something, we've at least got to know, like, we could be like friends and hang out all the time. So like, let's get yeah. to know each other. Um, going on a date with the intention of like, all right, I'm going to bring this girl home. She thinks like there may be something more. That's fuckboy territory. Oops, sorry. Sorry, guys. Jesus, everything just blew up. Um, I want to say I completely, completely agree with you. Do I vibe with this person? Are we going to get along? Can we laugh at the same stuff? Can we sit there in silence and have it not be awkward? Or is, is one of us is, you know, we all go on those dates where this person's going great, but then they do like one weird, unforgivable thing, like an unforgivable curse in Harry Potter, but it's like they're rude to the server or they like get aggressive about like, you take a sip out of their wine glass and they're like, oh, excuse me, that was mine. But in a tone where you're like, wait, 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 wait. This is like, this is the real you. I just saw a glimpse of it. There's like something weird that happens. You don't want that. But I completely agree with you that the first date is just about, am I going to vibe with this person? I don't think any, I got to be real here. One, for the relationship thing, maybe you're walking in looking for a relationship. You know, that could be possible. But I don't think any guy, for the most part, any sensible guy who hopefully our audience is the kind of guy that people are talking to, are going into a first date with the sole intention of sex and or with the even want of sex. And I think, again, 2020 vision here, I've never gone into a date in the past five years that I can remember thinking all I want to do is have sex with this person. In fact, I'm usually the first one to say, I don't think we should have sex yet because I don't know what I'm looking for. And therefore I don't want to lead anybody in the wrong direction. Um, and I don't, you know, I'm curious, Alana, and uh, you know, cause you can speak to this obviously better than Dylan and I are women go, you know, I feel like all my girlfriends are actually the ones going in there to have sex. I feel like every time really? I have, a, 
I have so many girlfriends who are like, I'm going on a date. And I just want to get like, excuse my language here. Like, I just want to get fucked tonight. Like, I'm like, what? Whoa, what are you doing? Relax. I, I, I hear that. Think... I'm like, wait, I could have got laid up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've secretly been in love with you for years and you're trying to fuck this random stranger off the street? Hello? I think I, I definitely heard that, but I think I've heard it from both sides, like in, in conversations with guy friends who like, don't think I'd be offended by them saying that to me and not about me, about whoever they're going on a date with. And I've, and, and girls too, but like, I don't think that's ever like the number one intention. It's like, Oh, like this could lead to that, but like probably not tonight. Um, I mean, for me personally, Dylan, I, I totally agree with what you said. Like for me, a first date is like, am, do I enjoy my time with this person? Like, am I, ex- do, would I be excited to just spend more time with them? And I think that's like the right way to go into a date. Not like, is this person my soulmate? Or like, is this going to lead to something? Are they going to like fuck me over? It's more just like, do I enjoy their company? And like, am I excited to see them again? Um, But, oh crap, what was I going to say? Oh, I was thinking something this whole time. Damn it. I don't know. I lost it. It'll come back. Keep those post-it notes on the desk. They're always, always important to have these little babies. Wow. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. You know, having experience, like having fuckboy tendencies in the past, um, maybe once not knowing I was being a fuckboy, maybe once being like, okay, you were definitely being a fuck boy, but like not intentional. Um, I could say then you learn there are sex dates. Like, yeah, you go on a date, but then maybe you're talking to someone who like you both know what you're in it for and it's mm. to fool around. And then you have sex dates where it's like, let's get a drink or let's watch a movie. Um, and you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. I hear that. Okay. I remembered what I was going to say. And it's that I actually like, I will never, almost never go back to someone's apartment or bring them back to mine on a first date because I, I just don't like, I know that I usually am like, I am hoping that, Oh, like maybe this is someone where it could turn into something. And I feel like doing that just like sends the wrong message for that intention. So even like, I actually get nervous if someone like offers to walk me home because I'm like, Oh, like they're walking me home. That's really sweet. But like, do they think I'm going to invite them up? Or like, am I then going to feel pressured to invite them up? So like, I, I really try to like keep it to like just the date or like a little bit like, like I'm happy to walk people home because I know like then I can just like dip after. But like, I don't know. I get, I get <laughs> Dylan's laughing. Um, I just, did, I, did get, happen to you I guys? get nervous. <laughs> I get nervous. Well, by, by the way, to your, to your point, I don't think um, like speaking from a, like a dude POV um, having sex on the first date, I do not believe is 
truly impactful of the future of the relationship for better or for worse in the sense that my ex-girlfriend, we had sex on the first date, then we dated for five years. Um, I've had no sex with someone on the first date and then I've never seen them again. So it's like the numbers would say that there is no correlation. Dylan, I'm curious your experience with that. Yeah, I I don't think there's a hard and fast rule about sex on the first date. Like if you're hitting it off and there's chemistry, like and you both it's like written on your face, like we want to fuck, like fuck for sure. But at the same time, like it's just a date, it's just a good time. Like maybe we'll be friends, maybe not. Yeah. Right. But you know, if you can if you see in someone, you know, if I see in a girl that they are interested and they want more, uh, it would be wrong to string them on and go on further dates because I haven't slept with them yet. And and that's where it's like, you're being a fuck boy, um, whether you're meant to be or not. Fair. Um, Alana, we are doing good with these questions. What, you know, what, what else we got in there? I want to, uh, so, okay. So here's the, here's a question that, that someone asked that I also have. Um, do you know you're a fuck boy? You both have mentioned that you're now like thinking about times in the past where where you were probably a fuckboy or giving off fuckboy vibes. But in that moment, did you know? Or like would you have categorized yourself as that in that time? And and, and off of that, like, is it is being a fuckboy something that you decide? Are you like, this is how I'm going, not like I'm gonna be a fuckboy, but like this is how I'm gonna act, like this is my vibe right now, or does it just happen? And then do you have to actively decide that you no longer want to? boy yeah you know i don't think it's an intention um i'll give you actually an example and this was maybe a few years ago now like i've i think i've lived and learned through fuckboyness because like it does hurt feelings like on both sides but for example maybe i've started seeing someone talking to them didn't sleep with them the first time um went on a few more dates started having sex and after like a month passes not into it the girl was super into it and it's like, okay, this isn't going to end well, no matter what, like this girl's feelings are going to be hurt. Yeah. Um, in which case, oh, suddenly I'm casted as a fuck boy, which was surprising because I didn't know that. And it's also like, wait, I'm not a fuck boy. Something happened. Like, let's digest it. Like, let's, why don't you think about like what went wrong, what went right. And like how yeah. you can improve and not, fall into that again. And I think that's why I've been good at not being a fuckboy um, since. But I, it's totally unintentional. And it, you, you don't go out being like fuckboy time. I completely agree with you. And I think it's like being a fuckboy is how close you are on like the scale of being able to be a good communicator. And I mean, probably same thing. And five years ago, probably was a bad communicator to some people and their poor feelings got hurt. Although for the most part, I imagine I was on the other end of that, dealing with fuck boy women who were not communicating towards me because I'm like, the, I was very rarely in control of relationships for a long time. And I think when you hear about these fuck boy, I'd say about maybe there's, there's like five dudes out there who are like, I'm going to be a fuck boy and be a dick and like, you know, hurt people's feelings and, you know, smoke jewels again. Like, those people <laughs> suck those people suck and you should not engage with them and it's stay so away easy. from me if, if you're that person stay and far they're probably, away and they're probably young they're probably you know, young like, they're probably they're, under probably the age of cool. 25 yes um but as you know dylan was saying it's like you realize that the hardest part of like you realize that you got to learn to communicate your feelings and not to lead somebody on and just 
you know, it's all about is this as dating sucks taught us as this teaches, it is all about the communication. And it's the lack thereof communication that makes things more complicated. So if you're both communicating that you just want to sleep with each other, and there's no potential to go on, no one's feelings are going to get hurt. Second, one person stops communicating, we label it, fuck boy, people come up with names to give excuses for something they don't like. Um, yeah, it's easy to categorize things yeah. rather than like actually digesting what happened and and figuring it out. It's also funnier. Hey, yeah, this yeah. Fu- like what happened to that guy Josh you were seeing? I was, uh, a, fuck was boy. a fuck boy. Yeah, done. Easy yeah. conversation's over. Or you right. could say people get it. Josh, you know, Josh was going through a lot of shit. His parents got divorced, and he didn't know how to communicate his feelings towards me. And I was at the other end of that stick, unfortunately. But like, I'm sure he's not a bad guy at heart. There's the longer answer. <laughs> right. It, it, like Imagine. it sucked for me. Like I was hurting. I had like a rough week for sure. Yep. Um, but like let me dive deep and figure out because I want relationship success. Um, like how do we improve from there? Yeah. Okay. I what, have a question. We- what so what should someone do if they start to think that the person they are seeing or just went on a date with or are talking to is a fuckboy? Um, does a fuckboy give off signals? Like, do you catch signals? Like, hey, this person is, might drag me along and, and play me? Yeah, I, mean, I think, you... I think, I think one, here's the thing. Like, once you start feeling anxious about, like, does this person like me? Or like, okay, like, they're taking forever to respond to my texts. Or like, okay, why are they now just like responding to my, like, Instagram stories, but not texting me? Or... Hmm. They only want to see me like after 9 p.m. Like, I don't know. I feel like there are so many things where like things happen. Then we start making excuses for the other person and start trying to rationalize everything. And that could all be that like they're really just not looking for something serious or maybe they have a lot going on or maybe they're just a fuckboy. So it's like, what what do you do? Is that the only thing? I I think I know my answer, but I want to know what you guys think. The only thing on that list, by the way, that I think really qualifies as fuckboy is the texting after 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. thing. Everything else you just described could be easily just answered as, yeah, as like people's habits or just asking them and communicating your communication style. Like the, but if someone's the red flags equaling fuckboy, red flags don't go away with Jerry Ferrara, dating sex episode like five, as he famously said, three, dating, (laughs) good good job. Um, Red flags don't go away. Um, but yeah, once a red flag, always a red flag that, okay. Ready? So in, in a bunch of these definitions, it said, um, it said once a fuck boy, always a fuck boy. I think we've all, we all agree that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Yes. True. Yes, disagree with that. Disagree. Um, all yes. Right. Well, the, as we're, as we're approaching the end of our episode, I think it is important now that we've talked about this so much. Let's go back around real quick and let's say what we believe our definition of a fuck boy is. And perhaps what a fuckboy who's listening to this could do to become self-aware and snap out of it. Let's start with Dylan. Yeah, so, you know, I think the point you made, Joan, about communication is key. Uh, I think that's where fuckboys become, or, you know, that's where someone becomes a fuckboy is where they miscommunicate and, you know, end things shittily and hurt someone's feelings, Uh However, you know, you can, it happens. Like you, you do something wrong, you hurt someone's feelings and you didn't mean to, but, um, you know, if you're not a fuck boy, you're not, you know, this bad person, um, 
yeah, I, you know, sometimes you're looking, you're, you're looking for a girlfriend, but and you go on a date with someone, a couple of dates, and oh, I'm looking for a girlfriend, but not you. Not you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think my take from all of this is that fuckboys are misunderstood. Um, mm-hmm. A fuckboy can be anyone who is just looking to. They don't. They're not necessarily looking for something or not. They're just going about their dating lives and and figuring it out. And um, I think a lack of communication can make us all assume that someone's a fuckboy when they're not. Um, and I'm glad that we're, we're everything, everything on every episode, every topic always comes back to communication. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that, 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 that just came up in this because it really is right. Like we, we, we define people as fuckboys because we just don't know what else to define them as, but they're not ill intention. They're not trying to hurt people. Um, like Dylan said, like maybe they are looking for someone and it's just not you. Love that. Yeah. Cha- love that change a lot, by the way, the episode started differently for you. So it sounds like this, is, this has been a journey. Uh, uh, it has been. And now I, I'm yeah. trying to think like, have I ever been a fuck boy? No, no. <laughs> I think it goes <laughs> both like, ways, know you know, male and female, it goes both ways. It's at what yeah. point do you need to recognize if not communicated, this person isn't into me. And yeah. if, if you fail to even think about that, you're putting yourself in a situation to get hurt. Um, maybe that person wasn't even on, you know, this fuckboy trail to begin with. Right. Um, but, you know, I think it goes both ways. Yeah. And I think it really comes down to how you or how the fuckboy in the situation communicates to the other person that whatever the situation is, is not going to continue. I think there are a lot of right and wrong ways to do it. And I think the more cold you are about it, the more likely you are going to be deemed fuckboy. But the more open and honest about it you are um the more likely the person will understand i completely agree i mean i agree there i don't really have anything additional to say uh, maybe just that if you do think you're seeing a fuck boy or that you like a fuck boy um my initial reaction would be take a step back and ask yourself if they really are one or if there's just stuff you're not seeing or understanding or communicating properly because it's probably just as much on you as it does on them, unless they're inherently a bad person who's doing something horrible, like cheating or sleeping with your best friend or anything like that, that would be fuckboy qualities. Actually, those are cheater qualities and those are um, bad people qualities. But um, yeah, well, I think it's obvious that the dating term of the episode is fuckboy. Um, uh, we appreciate everybody being here and writing and asking us, uh, Dylan, you know, where, where would you direct or although you have more fans than we do, where would you direct your or perhaps some new listeners who are going to be new to your work here? Sure. Twitter at D Um, also on Instagram at D And just so I can, can you guys just tell us the juice here? You guys went on a date, like what just, you can give me the 30 second. I, along with the listeners need to know what happened. So I was out to eat. I think I was at Bar Pity and Alana replied to my story like, when are we going to eat a meal together? I'm like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, my God. Alana <laughs> said she didn't DM 30 minutes ago. Well, no, no. She's no. slipping to the it fucking DMs. The, no, it wasn't. Uh, okay, of- let's rewind to a different part of the episode. Well, Alana, you should answer. I want to hear your answer, too, because you also have DM Matt on Instagram. No, I haven't. I've never reached out to someone. Get the fuck out of here. You've never sent a DM to a guy with the intention of going on a date with him? Not really. Not like out of the blue, out of nowhere. Okay, that's what I thought. Fast forward back to the end. 
we, we like respond to each other's stories and Dylan always posts really good food. And I didn't actually, I don't think I actually like DM'd you that with that, with like that intention. I know. It was just like, some, I said it just to like say it. And then you were like, oh, like, what are you doing next week? And I was like, whoa, I think I just accidentally did something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know that wasn't your intention, but I was like, why not? Like, we should probably yeah, no, I, was, I love that you rolled with it. I loved that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. And then we went out for tacos and it was a good time. Yeah. Your silence speaks, uh, speaks, speaks many words <laughs> to our listeners. Um, anyway, I... Uh, that's great. And Alana completely sides into DM. So also fun thing, guys, sometimes we say things and then we do the exact opposite of those things. And we will continue to figure out ourselves better here on seeing other people. Um, any closing words, team? Okay. Keep getting after it. Keep dating. Keep fucking keep there you go <laughs> you heard it here um we appreciate everybody you can find us see another podcast see another people podcast on instagram youtube for the whole episode if you want to see our faces um subscribe follow the patreon do the whole thing you guys know at this point what's up we'll see you guys next week thank you so much talk to you guys soon